All right, keep your Bibles out. Uh, it's continuing in Stewardship Month, and uh, we're going to tonight. We're going to look at covetousness and generosity. Covetousness and generosity. When we look at our ability to give and be generous, if we are covetous, we will not have the wherewithal to be generous. Because there's always something new. There's a new car. There's a new house. There's a new cell phone. There's a new computer. There's a new gadget. There's a new gun. Well, that's okay. Uh, there's a new tool. No, that doesn't count either. Uh, there's a new tool. There's a new gun. There's always something new that we can have. And there's nothing wrong with new. But if we are a covetous person, we aren't going to have a heart of generosity because we will feel like, well, if I give that, I can't have this. We okay tonight? Our, our ability to be generous is often tied to our heart. Now, I didn't have the verse... Uh, in my uh, in the slides tonight, uh, so now I got to find it again. Um, what just happened? It just left me. Old age? Yes, I know that. I know that is the. Oh, you know what happened was. Uh, Siri here, when I said thought, it changed the word on my phone. Uh, so uh, anyway, so that uh, just messed me up. But the uh, Bible says that, that, uh, the, that covetousness, which is idolatry. Covetousness, which is idolatry. Somebody, somebody find that verse for me. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, that, that is a, that's powerful. Because... We look at covetousness like it's no big deal. God looks at covetousness like bowing down to a false god. And we're not going to, none of us are going to go get a Buddha statue. Uh, we, we uh, uh, years uh, gone by, we had a bus ministry, and we were in an area that uh, uh, was, was uh, uh, filled with primarily Cambodian Filipino, uh, Laotian, uh, and you go into that community and you are going to find Buddha everywhere. And you would walk up to a door, they'd open up their door, and in the entry right there, they would have a, they would have a table that would be there, they would have statues, they would have candles, they would have incense, and they would have their, their offerings there. And then if somebody died, they would even put food out on the, uh, on the, the lawn, uh, to feed the wandering spirits. And so, uh, what's the verse, Brother Billy? Okay, that was Colossians 3.5. Uh, and I thought that was it, but I couldn't recall. All right, Colossians 3.5 there, covetousness, which is idolatry. You know, when we, look at, when we look at stewardship, I had a pastor today, he was telling me what he was uh, teaching on, and I uh, shot him a text back telling him that I was, was uh, teaching on stewardship. And he said, how did the people respond? 
that our people responded great. They responded great. And he said, it's such a vital area. It is. But oftentimes it is not taught simply because people are fearful about how they're going to be received. And I teach on stewardship because I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. When we follow God's principles, they work. They work in marriage. They work in child rearing. They work in uh, finances. They just work. They work in career. You look at just the biblical principles. We follow God's ways and we find that there are blessings that come from that. So I want you and your family to be blessed. I want your family to be blessable. You know, if we're robbing God, we're not blessable. God, God gives us the, the teaching that he will send the devourer if we are robbing him. Say, well, I can't afford to, I, I can't get, afford to give. Well, if the devourer would leave you alone, you could afford it. How many can testify that God rebukes the devourer? I mean, it's just, it, you can't pencil out our faith. The principles of Scripture, we can see it, what God says. But when we take that, we have to take the step of faith. And it works. So I want you and your family to be blessed. I want your family to be blessable. I want your, you and your family to be a blessing. To be able to be a blessing. And, you know, you, you see how, how God blesses people. You know, God blesses generous people. That's how come they're able to be generous. But they're, they, they have the ability to be generous because they have been faithful with what God has given them. And God blesses that. And so uh, we've got to, uh, we, we want to be able to have those blessings, but if we are going to uh, have those, those blessings, then we truly do need to understand and follow biblical principle in the area of our finances. So tonight, uh, we're going to be looking at covetousness and generosity. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Uh, thank you for your word. Thank you for the ability to be able to teach it, preach it. Thank you for a people uh, that that listen and uh, so many have have experienced your blessings in their life and they've trusted you and uh, Lord they can give testimony to what you have done and so many others uh, could give testimony and I thank you for that uh, but tonight I pray that all of us would be helped I pray that you would help us to be the uh, person that you would want us to be uh, help us to be able to give uh, not of necessity not grudgingly. But Lord, help us to be cheerful givers. So I pray that you'd bless for Christ's sake. Amen. All right. So with that, uh, why, 
Uh, what would stop us from being a generous person? Uh, look at number uh, one. We're going to look at desire. Uh, Luke chapter 12 in our text, verse 13. And one of the company said unto him, t- talking to the Lord, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed. Now notice, what are those next three words? Beware of covetousness. So here, the Lord is, is looking. He, he is presented with a, uh, with a problem, uh, and it was an inheritance problem. And so uh, here, uh, that inheritance was, was given, it sounds like, and the brother was not sharing the inheritance. It wasn't, uh, wasn't being divided properly. And so with that, he comes to the Lord and says, uh, he said, Master, he said, uh, he said, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. And the Lord doesn't address that issue at all. What he does address, he addresses the heart of covetousness. Covetousness. And you know, as believers, we are not supposed to be covetous. We're not to have uh, a mentality. uh, We are to be able to live by faith, right? We are, we are to, to live by faith. We are not to have our thoughts consumed with things. Uh, verse 15, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for as a man's life consisteth not of the things uh, in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. And so it's not about things. And so here when we look at, that, uh, look at this, he talks about covetousness. Now, covetousness... In the Bible, when you look at it, it has a very strong uh, definition. Uh, avarice. Uh, it's the inordinate desire of gaining or possessing wealth. You know, money should never be the goal for any of us. Money is not the goal. Men- money is a tool. But none- money is not the goal. And, and with that here, we have uh, covetousness. If we are covetous, uh, covetous, uh, we can be consumed with just gaining, uh, gaining money uh, and, and things. But, but that covetousness, uh, it's an inordinate, inordinate desire of gaining and possessing wealth. Now, wealth does not satisfy. That's why those that have wealth are consumed with wealth. They're consumed with it. It consumes their their mindset. It consumes their actions. It consumes everything. They they focus on money. Now, uh, money is a part of life, but money is not to be our God. Money is a tool. Money is a blessing. Money is a, a way to be able to live. But, but that is not to be our focus. And he said, A man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. So covetousness, uh, in that definition, there is avarice. Uh, the word fraudulent is also used in the definition when you are looking at uh, covetousness because covetous people will do whatever it takes to get. Even to be fraudful, uh, to be fraudulent, uh, extraordinary. 
extortion, greediness, all of those are tied in with that definition of covetousness. So a covetous person is consumed with things. They're fixed or fixated on the temporal. Covetous people are not usually cheerful givers. Covetous people are not usually cheerful givers. They, get, they may give. Now, when you look at the richest people uh, in the world and the giving that they give, it is so small in per- percentage to what a Christian gives. And I don't re- recall any of the statistics, but it, it was, it's under 2%. When you look at all of the philanthropists, uh, who's, who's that main philanthropist? Um, not Gates. Uh, no, not Elon Musk. Oh, goodness, I just lost his name. Somebody, do what? Buffett, that was where I was thinking. It was Warren Buffett. Uh, he was the one I was thinking about. Uh, and he, he, is a, he is a known philanthropist, uh, but his giving is less than 2%. You know, Christians, uh, Christian giving, when, and they have kept statistics on Christian giving. You know, the Bible says the tithe is the Lord's. All right, and that's 10%. And he said, if we don't give an offering, that we are robbing God in tithes and offerings. So, uh, so we aren't really giving to God until we get above the tithe. Uh, so, so here, when we look at that, even from the Great Depression, the average Christian gives 3.3%. 3.3%. They just redid that in 2023, and now it has moved in a, a wealthy time. Now it went from 3.3 to 2.8. We're going the wrong way. You know why? Because I got to have that nicer car. I've got to have that third garage. I've got to have all of these things. And, and Christians are living according to the same uh, mindset of the world in covetousness where we just have to have things. And so, very, very dangerous. So, in Luke twelve fifteen, he said unto them, Take heed, beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not of the abundance of the things which he possesseth. So we look at desire. What is our desire? Our desires will determine whether or not we're generous. If our desires are for the temporal, we will not be generous. If our desire is for the eternal, we will have the ability to be generous. It really, it's, it comes down to where is my heart? Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Uh, those desires. Uh, so, so here the Lord said, beware of covetousness. Uh, because of that, go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Very familiar verses. Verse 19 and 20, Matthew 6, uh, 19 to, I'm sorry, Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Bible says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt 
and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, here the Lord is not telling us not to save. That's not what he's saying here. He is, he is just telling us that we need to have our focus on the eternal, not on the temporal. He's not telling us uh, not to be a good steward uh, of what he has given to us. He is just saying the, telling us the importance of the eternal over uh, the temporal. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, uh, verse 3 uh, through 10. 1 Timothy 6, Bible says, If a man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw thyself. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith, uh, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil." which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith. So here the Lord is talking about those that have willed to be rich and those that are believers, they have erred from the faith. Why? Because they became covetous. Their desires for the possessions has consumed them and because of that, uh, they have fallen, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. And so uh, here the Lord, he says that godliness with contentment is great gain. And so uh, he, he also said there, uh, he said, they that will be rich, in verse number 9, but they that will be rich, uh, that, is, uh, that is not just those that are rich, those that have possessions. It is not a uh, condemnation on people that have wealth. God uses that. You look at the blessings that God gave to Abraham, uh, and he was wealthy. You look at different individuals through Scripture, Sure. Job was a rich man. God blessed him. There's nothing wrong with wealth. It is where is our God? If, if, our, if we are putting our faith in our dollar instead of in our God, if we're putting our faith in a bank account instead of God, then we're not living by faith. And we're to live by faith. It's harder to live by faith when you have money in the bank than it is when you don't. Because when you don't have money in the bank, where else are you going to go? You've got to go to God. 
You have to trust the Lord. And, and there are blessings for that. And those that have learned those principles, and maybe now you're not in that state. Now you have money in the bank. Now you have some of what you would consider to be security. Uh, we're not to put our faith in our possessions. We're not to put our faith in our retirement programs. Our faith needs to be in God. I'm not saying we don't prepare for it, but I'm saying that that is not where our, our, our trust is. Our trust needs to be in God. Uh, so uh, love of money is the root of all evil. Go back to Luke chapter 12. So this desire, it is so important because we can't get anything right when it comes to generosity if, if we are just consumed with desire for more. All right, Luke 6, uh, 12, look at verse 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull, pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose uh, who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So, so here the, the admonition, it's not against wealth. This man, he had put his, his, uh, all of his uh, faith in his possessions to take care of him. And he wasn't even looking for his eternity. But as believers, we've got to make sure that we, our desires are not consumed with the things down here, but that we have, we have our heart set on that which is spiritual. So number one, desire. Number two, what causes us not to be generous? Debt. Debt. Our desire causes us to get into debt. And if we're in debt, if we were out of debt, can you imagine what we could accomplish? If we were generous, I'm not, I'm not talking about giving 100%. So, I wouldn't be against it. No. No. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Uh, just the ability to be generous... Debt restricts so many people. You know, the, the reason so many don't even tithe is because they're in debt. Pastor, I can't afford to give. I can't afford to tithe. I say, Pastor, nobody would say. And they see no way out. You know why? Because of debt. Debt. And when you, we don't have the right focus on how to care for our, our resources, then we get ourselves into debt, and now we are, we're servant to the lender. The borrower is, borrower is servant 
to the lender. For time's sake, we won't go there, but in 2 Kings chapter 4, uh, we have a woman uh, who was a wife of one of the sons of the prophet. Uh, and this lady, her husband died, uh, and uh, the creditors came, and they were going to take away her sons. And, uh, and uh, so we, we, uh, uh, we see this, this great weight that debt put on this lady. Men, don't leave your wife like that. Amen. If you don't have life insurance, shame on you. Get life insurance. Let me say that again. Get life insurance. I, I, I am surprised that I'm not hearing more there. There is... I understand when you get to a certain spot, life insurance gets very expensive. So my, my, I went to re-up my policy, uh, and so I think we did it a few years ago. Uh, and with that, uh, it went from, uh, I was paying about 90, I think it was 96, $97 a month, uh, and my policy went to 900 and something a month. Now, that was just telling me that that insurance company did not want to, to uh, have me as a customer anymore. That's what they were saying. We're not going to insure you anymore. Uh, and so I had to go somewhere else, and I did get it for quite a bit cheaper. But, uh, but with that, uh, life insurance. Have life insurance. Especially you younger families. You, you have children in the home. You need life insurance. We're not promised tomorrow. Amen. This lady was left destitute by her husband. And we're not talking about a, a, a wicked man. We're talking about one of the sons of the prophets. We're talking about a faithful servant of God. And this faithful servant of God, and I know they did not have life insurance back then, uh, but she was in debt. She was left in debt to where they were going to come and they were going to take her sons and put them to work to pay that debt off. Debt is dangerous. And so this, this woman and her boys, they were, uh, they were in trouble. They were left in a position that nobody should ever be left in. But we gotta, we got to have our desires in proper order to keep our debt in proper order. Amen. So Proverbs 22, 7, The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. So people who are in debt, uh, they are a servant. Uh, the word servant, they're literally slave. They're a slave to that lender. This woman and her children were left in a, a terrible state uh, by her husband. Uh, debt is not our friend. Debt is not our friend. And so, uh, debt is a hard taskmaster. Finances is, is the number one cause of divorce. Money problems. Over and over and over again. So, so having the desire right, having the debt uh, correct. Uh, so, uh, get, get out of debt. If you have debt, get out of debt. Get out of debt. 
Uh, we, have the, we have the tools, the, the uh, Ramsey Solutions. Uh, and there are people that are sitting here tonight who have gone through that and have uh, worked to get themselves out of debt. And there is a freedom that's there. There's a freedom that's there. But when you're in debt, you can't be generous. Because everything's tied up. You know, when, well, when uh, generations before us, when they said, I can afford something, it meant that they could go down and buy it. It, it did not mean that they could afford a payment for the next 39 years. Now, buying a house is different. Your house is an asset. But, but so many are in debt over frivolous charges. You know, don't put, don't put your groceries on a credit card and pay interest on, a, on your groceries that you have eaten. They're gone. Now, if you are paying your credit card off every month, then earn the points. But if you can't pay, if you can't pay it off, you can't afford to have a credit card. Amen. Amen. All right, so we see first desire, then we see debt. It will not go away by itself. It didn't show up by itself, and it's not going to go away by itself. So you're going to have to be purposeful to get out of debt. Debt will rob your family of peace. It will rob you of health. It will rob you of joy. It will also rob you of time. It'll rob you of time. It'll rob you from being able to spend time with your wife. Rob time from you to be able to spend time with your kids. And they grow up, they're gone. That's, you don't want to miss that. Don't, don't, don't let debt rob you of those precious memories. Thirdly, deliverance. Deliverance. Luke 12, 20, still in that same uh, text, uh, starting with the man coming to the Lord, asking about an inheritance, and then he goes on to uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, not, not having our focus on that which uh, is uh, temporal. Uh, verse 20, But God said unto him, Thou fool this night, thy soul shall be required of thee, then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? Uh, and so we just see that uh, our our life should not be consumed with with just the things that uh, we we gain. Uh, life is more. Verse twenty three: the life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Luke six thirty eight: give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. You know, God uses generous people. To answer somebody else's prayer. Amen. And that's how God's plan is. But if we're just so consumed on hanging there onto everything we have, then how are we there to meet those needs? You see, God God is a prayer answering God. But with that, He uses His people to answer those prayers. Just, just in the last 
It's Patterson probably a month and a half. About $6,000 came in to go give to different people. You know, you know what that is? That is people that are generous. They see a need. Sometimes they didn't even, they didn't even know what the need was. They just came in and said, Pastor, here's some money. You put it wherever it needs to go. And I knew about some needs. What, what a blessing. But people that are in debt, they can't do that. People that are covetous, that won't be an option. Why? Because they're too tied up with here and now. And so with that, generosity. It's, it's a wonderful part of life. How many of you would like to be able to walk over and give somebody $6,000? Yeah, that'd be, that would be a blessing. And there are people that have done that. There are people here that were part of giving. But over and over and over again, that heart of generosity, those are things that we would love to do. But we rob ourselves of that opportunity because we have to have that Starbucks on, on the way to work. It's not even five bucks anymore. It's six bucks and seven bucks. It's crazy. And we've got to have McDonald's. Fast food. The amount of money we spend in eating out is unbelievable. Especially when it gets put on a credit card that does not get paid off. And then you pay for it for the next five years. Paying for a meal that you bought five years ago. It's crazy. Hey, Pastor, nobody would do that. <laughs> Happens all the time. We've got we've to guard our heart. We want to be generous. I believe that is the case. But we've got to make sure that things in our heart are right so we can be able to be generous. Generosity. And that generosity isn't just for people you don't know. That generosity is also for being able to do things special for your family. To be able to do things special for people that you care about and love. And, and so that generosity, it doesn't have to all, it's, it's not all for just uh, some, some spiritual, uh, some spiritual uh, effect. God blesses us and gives us those opportunities. But if we don't have the right view on money, we won't have the ability. Generosity and covetousness. Let's guard our heart. Father, thank you for your goodness. I pray that you'd help us. Uh, help us to truly be uh, a generous people. And uh, Lord, as we look into our own lives, and uh, maybe there are some things that we have allowed, uh, some desires that uh, have, have really captivated our mind, our thoughts, and uh, we need to reset some things. I pray that you'd work in hearts. Uh, maybe we have got ourselves into debt, and I pray that you'd help us to be deliberate about getting out of debt and 
uh, being able to uh, get into a position that we are able to uh, take care of uh, the the needs that we have. And so I pray that you bless our people. Help us to truly uh, be able to be a generous uh, giver. Uh, and may you use us, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's